Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. On Saturday night, December 14th in 2019, I had a dream. When I awoke, I had no idea it would change my life forever. Three and a half years later, it's finally time to share that dream and what it has produced in my life. What is amazingly supernatural is that my dream eventually poured into a friend's life and it impacted her in the same way that a dream she had had ended up spilling over to affect my life. So I had a dream and she had a dream unbeknownst to each other. We shared it with each other and we were both impacted by each other's dreams very, very powerfully. But alongside all of this, the timing of those two dreams merged mightily with an assignment that God had given me to do, which I'll explain soon. So this message documents how these three things, my dream, my friend's dream, and what the Lord told me to do, swirl together to testify of our Almighty Father and the gorgeous way that He connects the body of Christ together. So as I do my best now to document for you what has transpired, I do so in full expectation that Jesus will multiply himself yet again through this testimony right now in a way that unmistakably overflows into your life as well. So my dear friends, put on your swimming gear. You're about to dive into deep waters and it is going to be exhilarating. So we'll start with my dream. I've called it the wall of water. Following is the dream that I had in December 2019. I was standing in front of an isolated wall of sorts, and it was all water. This water wall was beautiful, vivid, and intriguing. It captured my attention and interest. The water was fresh, bountiful and inviting, its bubbles and shimmers summoning me to stand still, observe, and examine this phenomenon. Before the dream ended, I sensed the Lord saying that type of thing that he'd ask his people in the Bible, like, son of man, what do you see? You know, pausing to consider that question. Still mesmerized by what stood before me, I contemplatively responded saying, I see... Caught up in the awe and the wonder, I could find no words to describe what my eyes beheld. And then the dream ended. <laughs> well, the following morning, during breakfast, I shared this dream with my family. My mom and dad had been visiting us, so they were there as well. They had plans to return home to Michigan that afternoon. Now, it was out of character for me to tell anyone about this kind of dream as I would usually bring something like this to God first before releasing it to others. It didn't take long, though, to discover that it was of the Lord's design that I speak it to my family and especially to my parents that morning. You see, later that evening, my mom and dad, who had departed from our town here after lunch, texted to say that they had decided against traveling the entire eight hours to get home that night. They instead decided to check into a hotel halfway at a place where they'd never stayed before. And this, too, was of the Lord. 
in the message from my mom, it was a text. She attached pictures. As I viewed the pictures, I was astonished. I was speechless. In the pictures, I could see along the hallway of the hotel where my parents stayed were walls of water. They were pictures along the walls, down the halls, pictures of water flowing down the walls from floor to ceiling, and they adorned each side. What my mom described and portrayed in the pictures she sent me were exactly what I'd seen in my dream. I mean, exactly. Her text went on to say, as she described the the walls and the pictures I was looking at, the slanting line in this picture is the surface of the water cascading down to the right. As you walk down the hall, it is like you are surrounded by water. Huh, okay, yeah. This whole experience was very stunning. To have someone literally see what you dreamed the night before and see how God lined everything up in ways that was not driven by man uh, was amazing. So what do I do? I, I, I immediately consult the Bible, <laughs> and that's what I did. I went to the Word of God, and I searched for and discovered all the verses in the Bible that contain the words wall and water, or walls and waters. And guess what? There are six verses in the whole Bible with both wall and water or some version of wall and water in it. Now, to report all Jesus did the following couple months for me would take hours and hours. So we won't do that. But those weeks were saturated as I studied the word of God, saturated with conviction, comfort, and counsel from the Holy Spirit. He really did guide me into all truth through just those six scriptures If you'd like to get those verses from me, you can always let me know. Well, then came my phone call with Brandy. All right. This is my friend's dream. I've called her her dream Freedom. That's the name of her dream. On February 20th, 2020. Yes, that would be 2-20-2020. It's kind of fun. During a phone call with my friend Brandy, a beautiful friend and dear sister in the Lord, God did something supernatural. As we chatted on the phone, she mentioned that a friend had been given a dream for her. Well, right as she said that, unaware of any details to come, the Lord expressly instructed me at that very moment to jump up and go get a pen and paper. This is for you too, the Holy Spirit said. What? What? Okay, that made me kind of uncomfortable. I mean, here I was listening to my friend tell her story. I didn't want it to be about me. I didn't want to think about me. I wanted to be focused on her. Well, the Lord knew my heart and his spirit assured mine within a split second that her dream may be for me as well, but it was not about me. It was about him. It was about Jesus. And if he said it was for me to listen to as well, then I say, yes, sir, and amen, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So I was humbled and relieved all at the same time. And I obediently poised myself to jot down that dream and then, of course, shifted all my attention and concentration to my friend and her personal experience, 
leaving time for later that the Lord may want to speak to me. Now, I'm going to give you a little intermission. Take a, take a breath. Sit back for a moment. Okay, quick intermission. Remember, now there is one Holy Spirit, right? And we believers are all one bride of Christ. You're not the bride. I'm not the bride. We're all collectively one bride. Oh, yes, we are many members, but we are one body. God loves to speak the same word, theme, or scripture at the exact same time to many of us. And he often uses creative ways to do so. Oh, please pay attention. I'm praying that these dreams are for you too today. Ephesians 4, 4 to 6 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. Okay, back to Brandy's dream, her freedom dream. Here it is. Okay. She was in a home. She was trying to leave through the back door. As she approached the door, she gained momentum. When she reached the door, she flung it open and landed in a giant ocean. The dream concluded with the word freedom appearing in the midst of the waters. That's the dream. What the Lord has accomplished in my friend's life since this dream would leave you in awe. Like seriously, it would blow you away. But that's her testimony to share. Except a little surprise I'll include at the end of this message. But for now, I will report what he did on my end of the phone. He blew me away. Now, another little intermission, if you will. Let me give you a tiny bit of a backstory. This is the third part. It's God's assignment that he had given me, okay? So before I go any further, it is so important to mention that two months prior to my hearing Brandy's dream, God had called me to get out of bed in the middle of the night, every single night, to pray. Intriguingly, the prompting for midnight prayer had come at about the same time as my wall of water dream. I just hadn't connected the two. My greatest obstacle to obeying the charge to get up and pray was that I just didn't want to get out of bed. (laughs) Every night I'd awaken, but it was like a fight to get up. In the moment, I would lack motivation and physical determination to keep my eyes open and just get out of bed. And to frustrate things further, I didn't even have a location set aside yet where I could comfortably meet with the Lord and not wake up the family in the middle of the night. It was just complicated. So at the time of hearing Brandy's dream, keep in mind, I was still stumbling through not only discerning the Lord's specific design for this midnight praying thing, but also I was stumbling through doing it faithfully and consistently. Well, at some point, all the pieces I've shared in this message so far gathered together like drops of dew in the clouds of heaven, flooding down to little old me on the face of this earth, forming an enormous, powerful downpour, culminating in a glorious, holy tidal wave. The Lord merged together my wall of water dream, Brandy's freedom dream, and his assignment 
for me to get up and pray in the middle of the night, all resulting in, drum roll, the wash room. Yes, W-A-R-S-H, the wash room. <laughs> Continue listening, be wowed by God. Now specifically take note of what the overlapping parallel themes reveal as I continue, okay? So here's the washroom. Within my home, remember the word home, in my bedroom, there is a door, remember Brandy's dream, there's a door in an area of the house that I would consider the back of the building. In my home, there's a back door. Yes, it's like a back door and it happens to lead to the master bathroom. Well, as I've already shared, when the Lord told me to get up every night to pray, it was like moving a dead log. I did not want to budge, let alone leave, let alone leave my comfy bed. It was so difficult to get myself to that back door, the door to my master bathroom. Yet, with every step I took towards that door in the wee hours of the night, I would gain more and more momentum. All right, another intermission. I'm going to openly admit to you, yes, I'm publicly saying it. My prayer closet is, it's the bathroom. It's a bathroom. I'm kind of cringing right now as I say that. Believe me when I say that this isn't the prayer room I would have envisioned for myself. <laughs> it's far from glamorous. It has no pretty scenery. It's humble, sometimes sloppy. It's definitely not a spot where I can curl up and feel all cute and cozy with Jesus. Nevertheless, the bathroom's where God Almighty has chosen for me to worship him. So it's where I go every night. <laughs> that was a little joke. I couldn't resist. But it is where I go every night to pray. All right, in Deuteronomy 12, check this out. God refers to the place where his people are to worship him as a place that he chooses in fact, he says this multiple times in just one chapter. I think he says it like six times in Deuteronomy 12. Let me just tell you verses five and six. You catch what I'm saying. All right. But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses. Who? Who chooses? You and I choose? No, 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 no. Let me say it again. But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes, to put his name for his dwelling place, and there you shall go. There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, your vowed offerings, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. Whether it is a decision about where to live, where you need to figure out where to work, where you need to figure out what, where you're going to eat, where are you going to travel, worship, rest, pray, play? Are you letting the Lord be the one to choose your places? One night as I was pondering the lack of comfort in my prayer room and sighing because it was time to clean it, I chose to be grateful. I said aloud to the Lord, thank you, Jesus, for my prayer room. You chose it. And it is good. And then I added, glancing around the little space with a genuinely contented smile. Huh. It is my war room. The Holy Spirit then replied, No, Liana, 
It's your wash room. Okay, final intermission. Okay, guys, this was hysterical. I mean, I really did laugh out loud with the Lord on this one. At that time, I'd been blatantly aware of the strong accents in this region of Illinois where I live. Yes, many of the dear people here literally say wash for wash, children for children, spatial for special, and eggs for eggs, just to name a few. (laughs) After having lived here now for five years, this is still a little foreign to me, but it is accompanied by an endearing connection with the local people here who have become so very meaningful to me. (laughs) But come on, washroom, washroom. Well, giggling aside, I hope you grasp the depth of all this. Let me ask you a few questions. Okay? Do you have a war room? The war room is the place where you go to battle against the enemy in prayer. The war room is where you have a special space and a time set aside for concentrated focus on the Lord, your creator. Oh yes, we talk and walk with him all day, but regular habitual appointments in your war room are truly like none other. So if you don't, will you consider seeking God about where he has chosen your war room to be? And then, will you convert your war room into a wash room? (laughs) It doesn't have to be your bathroom, literally, although it is quite apropos, is it not? Think of your wash room as an intentional approach to prayer that extends beyond the five-minute needy checklist and into longer, deeper, intimate communion with the Lord. See, the washroom is where we're bathed in the refreshing truth of God's word. As we humble ourselves before him and confess sin, it's where we are specific and honest with him about the waste that needs to come out of us and be flushed away forever. The washroom is where the makeup comes off and we're willing to face what we see in the mirror with Christ as our advocate. It's where the living water runs freely, cleansing our bodies and our souls. It's where the fragrance of fresh anointing comes as we lay ourselves bare before him in prayer. It's where we dress ourselves in the armor of God, worshiping him in spirit and in truth, interceding for others for their blessing, provision, and deliverance. The washroom is where the Lord has chosen for us to worship him, where he dwells and his name abides. Indeed, when we awaken, when we get up and keep moving, when we leave the flesh and comforts behind, when we keep moving and gain momentum and fling open the back door, that entrance to our washroom, when we go in and dive into the wall of water in front of us, then we're submerged into the enormous ocean of God's living, sparkling, refreshing, cascading, bubbly waters, and we find freedom. So here's the challenge. I say the challenge, could this be your dream? See, the wall of water the Holy Spirit presented in a dream years ago turned out to be my washroom, the place where he chose for me to worship him. As I've been willing to pray in his way and at his time, he has been faithful to surround me with his freedom in ways I never could have imagined. 
In turn, that freedom has extended eternally beyond the physical walls of a man-made bathroom. Our Heavenly Father works in mysterious ways and often through other believers. Recall what he whispered to me on the phone with Brandy. This is for you, too. Maybe he has a unique dream for you that will be fulfilled as you experience what has been shared with you today. Listen, of all the times I've witnessed the Lord work in countless ways for countless people, I have yet to see him teach a lesson or impart a blessing that was meant for only one person. Oh yes, he is extremely personal, but he's also abundantly generous, especially when it comes to sharing himself. Like ripples on the water, when a rock is thrown in, the Holy Spirit delights to splash, multiply, and spill himself from one person to another. Well, allow me to conclude with just a few exclamation marks. (laughs) Guess what happened to Brandy after these two dreams occurred? At age 46, she conceived. Yes, she got pregnant. It was gloriously unexpected and joyfully celebrated. She later delivered a perfect, precious baby girl who is now two years old as of this message, and she's thriving. But that's not all. Would you like to know the name of the friend who told her the freedom dream? Diana. It's no accident that the name Diana means divine, perfect, and fertile. When we experience God in our washroom, he revives and resurrects us. He's all about new life, fertile ground, and revival. He loves to breathe life into dead and empty things, whether physically, relationally, financially, or spiritually. It's also no accident that the wall of water dream came to me on December 14th. That date is the anniversary of the day my husband asked me to marry him. It's just like Jesus to put an exclamation mark at the end of that dream, saying to each and every one of us, yes, you, he is saying to you, I want you, I'm asking for you, and I make a proposal to you. Betroth yourself to me, he says. Dive into me with your entire being and I'll take care of you. I'll cleanse you, surround you, and satisfy you. My love will set you free. But his proposal goes further. Here's where the word of God is in its purity, straight from the Bible. Ready? It's Song of Solomon in chapter 5, verses 2, 4, and 5. This is what it says. I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved. He knocks, saying, Open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, my my locks with the drop of the night. My beloved put his hand by the latch of the door, and my heart yearned for him. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh on the handles of the lock. There's your invitation. Go, open the door. There's your invitation, your proposal. Your beloved is giving you a proposal, followed by an exclamation mark. 
Oh, may you respond with a resounding yes to Jesus and go with him. Go with him to your worst room.